Hi everyone, my name is Ahmed Graves Eel, and welcome to SNJ Today's podcast, South Jersey Stories, where we get beneath the surface of the news stories and topics we're still talking about. With me today is Mike Epifanio, who created Hometown Heroes in 2009 to honor the men and women of violence who helped make the community a better place to live and work. Ten years later, Hometown Heroes has expanded to encompass all of Cumberland County to have the nominees tell their stories of hope and ways they help improve their community. During this interview, we will hear from four of the 26 Hometown Heroes honorees. What was the impetus behind the decision for you to create Hometown Heroes? Well, Ahmed, um, it, it started as a uh, celebration of the first anniversary of the newspaper. Um, especially at the time that we started the newspaper, uh, it was 2008. The economy was not all that great. Uh, there, we had just entered a recession, um, and it was, uh, it was tough going. And we got to our one year, we were getting close to our one year anniversary and we said, wow, let's, you know, this is something to celebrate, but we didn't want to just throw a party like, yay us. You know, we wanted to, we wanted to do something that, um, would be uh, a community party kind of. Um, so we, uh, we came up with this, this concept of, of hometown heroes, having our readers nominate people in the community who kind of go above and beyond, whether it's volunteering, philanthropy, activism, whatever it is to make our community a better place to live and work. Uh, and at that time, that first year, we were a Vineland newspaper. So the hometown heroes were, um, you know, were, were Vineland residents or people who lived, you know, or work in Vineland. Um, and then, you know, later on it, it expanded. But so that was the that was how it got started. We wanted to have a we wanted to have a party to celebrate our anniversary, but we wanted to do something that was in in the, in the spirit of of, uh, of the community and recognizing people who you know made it a better place to live and work. That's awesome, Mike. That's awesome. So our next question is: What is the process of choosing the nominees? Well, um, again, we we we. We threw it out to our readers. We put nomination forms uh, in the newspaper that we published starting, let's say, like at the uh, end of the fall uh, and going into, I think the, the, the deadline is usually sometime in the beginning of January. Uh, the nomination form was and still is also available online. Um, so we look to our readers to make the nominations. Um, in a couple of cases, we we um, would go back and, and take a look at our our coverage, the stories that we've done, and kind of supplement the um, the reader selections with uh, some uh, some names that you know we we think you know these are pretty cool stories. We should, we really should throw this one out there. And usually, we try to encourage somebody else to make those nominations because mm -hmm. we don't want to just have everything be a house nomination. It means less to uh, the honoree if, if it came from us than if it came from somebody in the, in the community that admired their work. So I guess I won't be making any nominations anytime soon, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, on average, how many nominations uh, do you believe get submitted each year? Well, we probably get um, somewhere around 30 or 40. Um, most of the time, people won't take the effort to nominate somebody if they're not, you know, the, the, most of the time people know what this is. They know what the hometown hero 
um, program is is about. Or, you know, so they'll. Uh, every once in a while, you'll get somebody that says, I want to nominate my wife because she's a wonderful woman. You know, takes care of everybody in the family. But that's not really what the program is all about. It's really about uh, community, you know, doing things in, in the community, um, not just doing things as a as a good father or every mother once in a while or husband. We get, or, we get some uh, like that. Like but that. for the most part, people don't take the time and effort to nominate someone unless they're really... You know, somebody that's that's a that's a, a treasure in the community that's really taken time to um, make the make the area a better place to live and work through. You know, donating their time or efforts. Reverend Dr. Rob Weinstein is the founding pastor of Bethany Grace Community Church and the founder and president of the M25 Initiative. Weinstein describes what caused him to create the Ending Homelessness by 2020 and Code Blue initiatives. started with the fact that uh, several different things happened, but uh, a gentleman by the name of Lloyd who was sleeping on the back of my church and and deciding to try to get involved and to help him, and then I spent a weekend homeless in Bridgeton to try to raise awareness and get, get a different understanding and appreciation of what the homeless go through, and out of that, kind of emerged the Code Blue movement and the Housing First movement. So really, it always comes back to a guy named Lloyd. And unfortunately, Lloyd passed away two years ago behind the Bridgeton Board of Education building. But because of his life, uh, his spirit lives on uh, through these initiatives, as well as Mr. Joseph Henshaw, who passed away in the Salvation Army clothing bin that helped spark the Code Blue program. So really... It, it's remembering those people, our homeless neighbors, uh, that started this all off. Um, so most of the time, the nominations that we get are very good and worthy of consideration. We mm. usually don't get too many that we have to set aside. Every once in a while, we have a bumper crop like this this, this year, <clears throat> year before, we had a lot of nominations. So we do end up holding some until the following year. We also run into situations where somebody, you know, one of the nominees says, oh, I'd, I'd love to be honored, but I see that the, the gala is going to be on March 24th or something. I'm, I'm going to be away. Can you hold my nomination till the next year? Because I'd really, hmm. you know, I'd really like to. So we, we, we do that from time to time as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah, thanks. Now, is there any particular nominee that has stood out to you after the 10 years of doing Hometown Heroes? Well, we've honored, uh, we've honored I, think it, I think the number is 228 people by now uh, after 10 years of doing it. So I, 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 I wouldn't want to pick one, <laughs> one person, but I will tell you that there's, there's kind of a, uh, a category of, of people. Um, and it's the, it's the young people. Every year we try to include or we like to include at least one or two young people, um, whether that's a grade school kid or, um, you know, a teenager, high school, uh, high school student. Um, I really, I really get a kick out of those nominations myself. And I love reading their stories when, you know, there's, I always, I always like to say there's hope for the future when we have, when we have one of those nominations, because some of these kids um, to get it at that, early of an age to be that engaged in your community at that early of an age um, that's that's pretty special and we like to encourage that we really want to see the next generation um, you know get get involved in their community 
Dr. Mary Gruccio is the superintendent of Violent Public Schools and has been teaching for more than 40 years in Violent. She does what she can, not just for the students of Violent, but for the whole community. Well, right now I'm superintendent of schools, but I've been an educator for 43 years in Vineland. And I've been uh, a teacher, a principal, assistant superintendent, superintendent. So I'm here for the kids of Vineland and the families of Vineland, and I try to do whatever I can to provide the very best for them in the Vineland Public Schools. You should embrace your community. I'm very proud to live here, and I'm very proud that my kids came back here after college. And I, I think whenever you can give back to your community, it's a blessing. And, you know, it, I'm proud to do that because it's I'm proud to live here. So it's my pleasure to do that. Some of the proceeds to the uh, from the gala um, will go toward that. Uh, and I think you're probably going to be asking me about uh, the money that's going to the charity, so I'll, I'll get into that a little later in the interview. Okay. Uh, but I, I mean, there, there there are some fantastic stories. I mean, we've had we've had kids that uh, have um, foregone or, or, or encouraged uh, people to come to their birthday party not to bring them gifts, but instead to bring coats or or canned goods for the homeless. Um, there's, uh, there's stories about. I know. I remember when uh, Anthony Carter was a was a kid. He's one of our uh, one of our honorees a few years back, and and he's returned uh, each year to the gala. Um, he found, you know, I think it was eight hundred dollars in the Walmart parking lot, and instead of just keeping it, he told his mother, "I want to make sure we return this." And, and it turns out the person who had uh, inadvertently dropped this envelope with this money it, it was it was their rent money and they mm. and they were they really needed it and and the, the story made the papers and i remember and reading really, that story really inspiring story and he's a great kid he's gone on to to be a, a great college student and i uh, went to went to cumberland and now he's gone i think to american university it's great a great story we have uh there's a guy uh, kid jake yuan who's who's come back every year um started out him you know asking his mother you know why do kids get cancer you know and and he just got involved with the uh, Alex's Lemonade Stand movement, um, and it just grew and grew each year. And they, they you know, eventually he, his father was, a, I think, a volunteer fireman, and uh, they held a Alex's Lemonade Stand. They turned it into a whole community day, and he's raised tens of thousands of dollars over the years uh, for Alex's Lemonade Stand. And he comes back every year. This, this year he was standing on my left side at the gala uh, as I call up the honorees and read their bios. He's he's the one handing them their gift bags that that. We we give to each honoree, cool. so uh, I, I get a kick out of that, and you know, getting to see him every year, seeing him great. Now he's he's practically as tall as I am, and um, just to, you know, those are the those are my favorite stories. Is, is the, the the kids? I mean, and some of the this, obviously the stories that of some of the adults and some of the things that they've done in the community are, are just amazing and, and inspirational. But I just I get a kick out of the the younger kids that we honor. John Fuqua lost his nephew to a gang related incident in two thousand and eight and now he works with the city of Bridgeton to get rid of gang violence. Fuqua says that all it takes is for one person to make a difference in their community. Um, plain and simple, um, it starts with one person. Um, it starts with one, one idea, one act. Then you gotta get up and put your plan in motion. Um, it's gonna be hard days, it's gonna be long days, but you gotta get up. Anything you do in this world, the first thing you gotta do is get up. So I wanna encourage people to get up and get involved. Oh, much respected, Mike. Much respected. Why did you expand Hometown Heroes from just Violin to all of Cumberland County? 
Well, again, it, it's a reflection of um, the it's a reflection of the growth of the newspaper. When I when I launched the Grapevine, we, it was an independent newspaper. We started from scratch, not affiliated at the time, wasn't affiliated with any other media outlets. Uh, we were just an, an independent, um, and we were. We were a Vineland, Vineland newspaper distributed exclusively in Vineland. Um, within a couple of years of our launch, we decided that we wanted to be um, a, a reach a, a, a wider audience, um, and our distribution and our coverage grew, expanded um, to cover all of Cumberland County. Um, and so the Hometown Heroes program, as an extension of that, also um, covered the entire county at that point. Um, so we honored people from not just Vineland, but obviously, you know, uh, all the townships and, and Millville and Bridgeton as well. Cool. All right. Is there a set donation goal every year? Well, we, we I mean, we, the goal of the, of the project is to tell these inspirational stories of these people that are making an impact in the hopes of encouraging other people to give of their time. Um, to improve the, the you know the, the 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 standing of the of the community, mm-hmm. um, so that's the number one goal. Um, so when we have this gala in there, so we, you know we put the, we, when, when the hometown heroes are selected, we, we put their 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 photos on the cover of the newspaper and inside, along with their their stories inside. Um, what you know why they were why they were selected as a hometown hero, what they've done in our community. Um, that recognition is is the primary goal, but then we then we have this gala, and they're the and all of those honorees. Usually, there's a couple dozen. They're the guests of honor at the at the gala that year. Um, so we raise the money through um, the ticket sales of their supporters. You know, if 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 Ahmed was named a hometown hero, um, we don't we don't pick Ahmed to be a hometown hero because he could sell a lot of tickets at the gala. Hmm. That's not why we pick people at all it's a nice benefit because we do have the gala and the gala itself is a fundraiser but it's to make those people feel special and to kind of uh reinforce that you're doing some good work in the community you're being recognized for it please keep doing it and please spread the word and and get other people involved and I can't tell you how many times people and I know I'm getting off track of what the original question was it's all good I can't tell you how often we call to tell people you've been selected it's usually Mickey Brandt um, who makes those phone calls and and Mickey organizes all of the uh, bios he gets all the bios together from all the the nominees and uh, sometimes the nominations that come in aren't as complete as we'd like them to be so he'll you know, either contact the nominator or sometimes, you know, do some research on his own and get more information about the people. But anyway, um, usually when the people get, a lot of times when people get contacted, they're like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be honored. That's okay. That's not why I do this. 90% of the people say, that's not why I do this. And we tell them that's precisely why we want to honor you. Because of their humility yes. as well. Yes, and so we, we, in a lot of times we're trying to talk people into accepting the honor every wow. year. Many of our honorees, because so few of them, are, a lot of, very few of them are, are public people. They're, they're, they, they do what they do behind the scenes. They, they do it because they love doing it, because they know it's the right thing to do, because they see a need that needs to be filled. They see people 
who are hurting or people who are in need, um, and they and they take action. It's just that's just what they do. That's why they're that's why they're heroes. They're not expecting reward or accolades. Right. They're just they're just doing it because it's the right thing to do. Uh, so a lot of times we have to um, tell them, look, we want to honor you. It's not it's not about necessarily you, but if you say no, then people aren't going to hear about the organization that you're donating your time to. They're not going to hear about that cause that you're dedicating your your money or your or your resources, your time, your talent to. Um, so think about that. This is an opportunity if you volunteer for, you know, if you're a big brother and you're, you're involved with big brothers, big sisters, and you say, I don't want to accept the honor. Well, this you just missed out an opportunity to you know, shine a spotlight on the great work that Big Brothers Big Sisters does. And honestly, for people that will see that they're hometown heroes, they might want to lend, want to lend their support, whether it's financially or or with materials to help them expand. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and, and I tell you, at, at the gala, so many of our honorees they they meet each other, and 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 some of our sponsors might might meet some of the honorees at the at the event after hearing their their bio about what they do and a lot of times connections are formed and there's even more good work that that can be done because of those connections Warren DeShields is the director of food services for Bridgeton Public Schools he explains why it is an honor to be a hometown heroes nominee it is an honor, um, and I think it's a privilege because the work that I do here in the community um, goes for the kids. It goes to make the community stronger. Um, in doing that, you know, I guess I was given this award, you know, for it. But I think it's an honor, like I said before, it's a privilege to do the work that I do and help the community and strengthen it. And I continue look to, you know, continue to do it. So the Hometown Heroes Gala is also good for a, a networking event, too. It is. It is. And so the, the primary the primary thing about it is so the, I, your original question was, do we have a target <laughs> yeah. of how much money we're going to raise? And, you know, I, I, we don't really think about it that way. But I mean, it, just just judging by where we've been the last couple of years, we've raised about maybe in the neighborhood of seven, eight thousand dollars per year. Uh, for That's the last awesome. several years, so and it looks like we're on target to to do that again this year. We had an incredibly um, successful event in terms of measuring success by how many people attended. I mean, it was just unbelievable and and gratifying. Um, so you know the event keeps growing, but there's other other things that affect uh, how much money we're able to to clear, and and, it, and it's really a hundred percent of the proceeds of the event after we pay all our expenses uh, for the venue, for the centerpieces and, and, and the awards and plaques and things like that, for all that stuff. And once, once everything's paid for, um, you know, whatever's left over, we distribute 100% of it to our, to our two charities. Oh, and that was going to be my next question. Oh, uh, what, perfect segue. Perfect segue. What charities does Hometown Heroes donate to? Well, we have two. Um, and they're two charities that I'm that are near and dear to my heart that I'm involved with. I, I'm uh, the, the, the uh, first charity is Vineland Rotary Charities Foundation. Um, and so through Vineland Rotary Charities Foundation, um, we give the money to establish a Hometown Heroes Scholarship. Uh, so every year we give, um, now it's, it's, it's a $2,500 uh, 
uh, scholarship. Sometimes we give more. Sometimes we have multiple scholarships. Some years we've given as many as five $1,000 scholarships, but we've kind of locked in on the $2,500 scholarship now. And the scholarship is a hometown hero scholarship, and the qualification is the student has to demonstrate the same kind of volunteerism or activism as our heroes. Hmm. So it's another way of paying it forward and, again, recognizing people in the community that are doing great work and rewarding them for it, even though they didn't do it for that purpose. They didn't set out to get any kind of reward or, or, or any kind of acknowledgement. They just, they just did it. And now we're, we're telling those students great work. Here's some money to help pay for your education. And in the hopes that you're going to continue uh, to make this a, a lifestyle, you know, part of, part of who you are, um, to continue to, to give back to your community. Um, so, and, and the, the Rotary Club does so many great things in our community. The scholarships are just one small part of what the Rotary Club does uh, to make an impact on this community. And that's why I love to, to serve uh, in, that, in that, to be a member of that club and serve on the board of, of the Rotary Club. Um, the other organization that receives the other half of our funding is the Cumberland Cape Atlantic YMCA. Um, and I've been, I've been very involved with the YMCA. I, I, I go back uh, to the time I was three years old and walked in the door to go to preschool there. Um, it was called nursery school at the time. <laughs> I learned to swim there as countless uh, kids in our community uh, learned to swim. Um, me too. I have to. I have to say, me too. Mike. I mean, drowning is the the number one cause of death of children in this country. Um, so that alone is is uh, is uh, worthy of recognition for the, the good work that the YMCA does. But there's so many things that the that the uh, YMCA does for our community. Um, this money is used to support some of their cause driven programs, and I'll tell you about I'll tell you about a couple of them, uh, three of them to be exact. Um, the first is the Live Strong program. It's a free program for uh, cancer survivors to help them find their new normal. Uh, it's a combination of nutritional information, group therapy sessions, um, uh, exercise tailored to um, their condition. Um, the other program, another program um, that this that our the proceeds from the gala uh, help to keep going is the free diabetes prevention program. Um, that the YMCA offers, um, and uh, there's a that again is no cost to anybody in the community to take part. Um, and then we have Y Cares Financial Assistance Program. Um, nobody at the who who wants to take advantage of the YMCA's services should be should be turned down. Nobody gets a free membership to the YMCA. Uh, however. Um, we have people that that, uh, that apply for the Y Cares financial assistance, and they can get they can get s- uh, some cost of their membership subsidized uh, through the Y Cares financial assistance program. So those are just three of the many cause-driven programs that the Y uh, offers to the community. Um, it's not just a typical gym and swim. The YMCA is a community organization. It is a charitable organization. Um, and um, so those are the, the two charities. Find the Rotary Charities Foundation uses the money for hometown hero scholarships for the kids that do the same good work as our heroes. And then find the, uh, Cumberland Cape Atlantic YMCA uses the money for these great um, community programming. 
still to uplift the community. That's that's, that's, awesome. that's what it's all about. Yeah, we want to. We, the whole the whole point of the event is to recognize people uh, who are doing it, and then the money goes to organizations that are doing it that are just uplifting the community. What do you want to see in the next ten years for Hometown Heroes? <laughs> I, I would like to see it continue. Uh, first and foremost. Uh, I, I mean, who knows what the what the future will hold, but wouldn't it be fantastic if we could honor another 228 people in the next 10 years um, to have recognized that many people uh, in, in the 10 years time is something that I'm very proud of to have started this movement and that it's been sustained. And I'm and I'm so happy. You know, the, the, the funny thing is I, I met the CEO uh, owner of SNJ Today at a Hometown Heroes Gala. It was about, I think it was like four years ago now. Um, he had just uh, he had just started this 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 uh, SNJ Today, you know, vision that he had. Um, he'd acquired a local um, uh, radio station and television station, and approached me at the gala. He was there to honor. I think I think it was his his cousin that he was there to honor that year, as a, as an attendee, and just says, "Wow, this is a great event, Mike." Um, I just you know he told me his story how he had he was starting SNJ today and that um, their mission was to tell positive stories in innovative ways, which obviously aligns very closely with with the newspaper at the time was called the Grapevine, the newspaper I had started. Um, and he loved the Hometown Heroes Gala. He loved the idea that we're out there telling this dozen stories every year. And he said, we got to be able to partner up. And lo and behold, it was within, within two years of the time that I met him that the grapevine was acquired by SNJ Today. Me and my staff all came over. Um, and Ken and the entire staff at SNJ Today believed in that program that, that, that we had started, this Hometown Heroes um, project, and wanted very much to see it continue. In fact, we had created a television show um, that ran for a good a good year where I would honor I would uh, honor I would interview three of the honorees on every one of the shows. And it got to be very difficult for me to schedule that many people to, to keep the show going I, I something that we we've been talking about reviving it because it's a great it's a great thing and this this podcast uh will actually um be able to do that in an audio format but we want to bring it back as a tv show on on snj today's uh cumberland county channel 22 on on comcast um so it was it was a, it, it's a great a great fit for the company um one of the things that i said at at the gala during my welcoming remarks is you know that again, repeating that SNJ Today's mission was about telling positive stories in innovative ways. And here we were telling 26 incredibly positive stories. And we had a lot of really innovative ways to tell those stories, including this podcast, um, which will some of the interviews I'm told from this uh, from this podcast will actually uh, be boiled down as standalone standalone um, um Segments on on our radio station ninety nine point nine FM, uh, so that's 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 pretty cool too, um, and of course the um, the program was being uh, broadcast on Facebook Live uh, the night of the gala, 
So another innovative way to tell these 26 really great positive stories. Um, so that's, that's again, that's what SNJ Today is all about. We, we told them in, through traditional media of print. Uh, we delivered those messages, those stories on, on radio. We've, we've told these stories of these hometown heroes on television, on Channel 22. And now we're doing it digitally with, with Facebook Live and, and this podcast. So uh, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm really glad to see. To get back to your question, where do I want to see it in, in 10 years? And just continue to find the most innovative new ways of telling these stories. The stories themselves aren't going to change a whole lot. They're still stories about people who rolled up their sleeves, got involved in their community, saw a need, um, and decided to, to fill it. Um, one of the other things, um, I, you know, that I like, that I like to see come of this is that people will continue to be inspired. I, I at the gala, I asked the attendees, I said, contemplate this with me. Imagine if every one of our uh, hometown heroes that were there tonight, that's, you know, that's 26 people and all the people, all the honorees that have come before them. So we're talking about 228 people in 10 years. Imagine if every one of those people inspired just one other person to go out and find, you know, some, somebody that needs help, some, some way to help. And then each of those people in turn inspired another person and so on and so on. Before you knew it, we'd have an army of thousands of people who are out there looking for needs to be filled, looking for things that they can lend their talents and their time um, to, you know, to right a wrong or to, or to improve the, 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 the uh, lot of, of one of their friends or neighbors or somebody in the community that they might not even know. That would be a pretty, that would be a pretty special thing. And I like to think that this little project that we started 10 years ago um, has kind of at least motivated some people to get off their couch, <laughs> get out the door and get involved. There's so many organizations that are fantastic organizations in our community uh, that need volunteers. There's so many um, there's so many stories that you can read about uh, or, or hear about in, in, in the media of people who are in need maybe maybe they you know there could be a house that's burned down somebody's lost a job whatever that whatever the need is there's so many things you don't just have to do it as part of an organization that's mm -hmm. you know a boys and girls club or a, or a rotary or you know the ymca i mean there's there's so many organizations that are out there doing good work but you don't have to even do it as a volunteer with those organizations and they do need volunteers the Rotary Club does need members and, and these organizations do need uh, more people to, to do the good work but you can do things on your own and 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 as I mentioned with some of those young people it's it's something that as a family um, if you if you set out with your child to do a project you know and I go back to that Jake Yuan story again um, you know, he, he said he wanted to do something and yes, he, he did, he did, he did have that motivation on his own, but his parents were there to support that. Right. And his parents are heroes. His parents showed him the way that he could take his motivation and, and execute it, make it happen. Um, so he, you know, you know, he can connect, you know, as a 10 year old kid, 
you know, you need somebody to drive you around. <laughs> you know, you need to you need to figure out how to contact the people at Alex's Lemonade Stand to figure out how to. I mean, so so really, it's it's uh it's about uh it's about people taking action, and um, so in ten years, uh, I'd like to see not only another 228 honorees, but all the people that were inspired by them and the people that were inspired by them. And I hope there's in another 10 years, there are thousands of people out there in the community doing good things, helping out their friends and neighbors. That would be, you know, an especially, you know, great legacy for this project. It seems like you're proud of the progress that uh, the Hometown Heroes has made so far. Oh, I'm, I'm extremely uh, proud of it. Not only not only that, what I just mentioned, it, the, the part of inspiring uh, people to do good work in the community, but I'm, I'm also extremely proud of the fact that we've raised over $60,000 for our charities That's over amazing. the years. There's been, there's, there have been um, dozens of students who received Hometown Heroes scholarships, and they know that the reason they got the scholarship is because they of these things that they, that they've done in the community. And so they've, they've gotten, they've gotten some positive reinforcement for doing those things. And hopefully they'll continue to do those things. Um, I mean, I, I, I know that, uh, the funding that we've given to the YMCA over these years has, have helped a lot of, a lot of people, cancer survivors. Um, that there's a, a challenger league that's just been established, um, for basketball. The, the, in Vineland, the Rotary club had started a charity league, um, for uh, mentally and physically uh, handicapped children who wanted to play baseball just like every other kid or softball. Um, so the, the Challenger League is, is out there um, at uh, um, West Landis Park. Um, not thinking of the name of the park off the top of my head. I'm drawing a blank. But um, so, so that Challenger League concept now has been extended to the YMCA for uh, the, same, the same thing, kids that want to you know, be able to play basketball. Um, and that, that was a program that just started this year. Uh, so it's, I like to think that because of the money that we've raised uh, for these two, you know, beneficiaries uh, that we've been supporting for, you know, many years now, um, that, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of those, those programs, there weren't as, not as many people would have been able to take advantage of those programs if not for the money that we've raised. So I'm very proud of those things. You've really enlightened me because you used the phrase about the YMCA gym and swim. That's what I thought it, all it was. But now you're telling me all the positive things they do do for the community. Um, I think a lot of people need to be aware of that. I, I thought so, too. Like I said, I've, I've been associated with the Y as a as a member and, and, a, and, a, and a child who attended their nursery school program. But um uh, you know, through college, I still viewed it as a gym and swim. I, I would work out there as a as a young man, and um, it wasn't. And and even I mean, even when I had my own children, and I coached my sons basketball or you know t ball and soccer teams there, and and both of my kids went to the YMCA for their annual you know trick or treat uh, events that they had, things like that. It really wasn't until about 10 years ago that I started to get involved with the board that I realized that, that, you know, that, that light bulb went off and I realized how many more things that they do other than just being a fitness facility, you know, that they, that they do all this good work in the community. I didn't, I didn't even know about the live strong program or the diabetes prevention program. I, I wasn't aware that there are people in the gym who wouldn't be there if not for the financial assistance program, because they, they otherwise would 
not have been able to afford it. Um, so, you know, I just, I just saw it. You know, I knew, I knew there was a pool. I knew I learned, <laughs> I knew I learned to swim in the pool. I knew my kids learned to swim in the pool. Um, you know, but, you could get your little workout on. Yeah, too. but it, it wasn't until it wasn't until I was much older and and got involved as a as a as first they had a, a community advisory board, which we're going to be bringing back um, for people to just kind of get their their feet wet, uh, as you were, to um, get involved with with the why. Uh, and and later, I was involved with a strategic plan uh, task force as a non-board member, and then later as a board member, I, I really, really, uh, the full picture, you know, uh, crystallized for me. I, I saw all the all the good work that they that they do, you know, beyond just fitness programs. Um, there's a lot of really fantastic work that they do. So, um, I, I have to be, before we go any further. I don't know what other questions you're, you're going to ask, but I I have to recognize uh, Deborah Ein. Um, when I started the grapevine in 2008, um, I hired Deb right away. Deb Ein and I had worked together many years before um, at a, uh, Atlantic City Magazine. And uh, when I had um, when I decided to start this this newspaper, um, her husband was a newspaper photographer and happened to be at a chamber of commerce, a violent chamber of commerce meeting uh, when I was describing, you know, this newspaper that I was going to start. And, you know, and at the time it was like January, our first issue came out and was, you know, in, in February. So I was at this meeting of the chamber in January and I was given the opportunity to get up and I was a new member. And at the time they would, they would let new members get up and talk for a minute or two and I and I told about this newspaper I wanted to start so Mike Ein was there uh, went home told his wife oh guess who I ran into I ran into Mike Epifanio who you worked with at Atlantic City Magazine he's starting this newspaper in Vineland um, and so I got a call from Deb and she ended up coming on board she was my first hire uh, and Deb has been with me ever since. So when SNJ Today acquired the grapevine and subsequently it's been renamed, the, uh, the name of the newspaper has taken on the name of the company. Now it's SNJ Today. Um, but Deb is still here to this day. And when I was, uh, you know, thinking, wow, we should do something for our anniversary that there's, you know, back in 2009, Deb was, Deb was right there formulating this idea with me. And she's really the event co-chair. Um, you know, I'm the one who's, you know, there standing at the podium, recognizing all the people. I'm the MC for the for the event, but people don't realize that behind the scenes, Deb kind of does everything. Wow. <laughs> I mean, she runs the whole she runs the whole show, uh, and I can't say enough about uh, Mickey Brandt, who's come back year after year um, to help you know um, select the the honorees and and then you know handle all the, the writing of their bios and um, contacting all of the, all of the hometown here. And he, and he does it like in a two week window of time. It's this impossible deadline and Mickey manages to pull it all together. And, and uh, so without, without Deb, this thing would not exist. Um, so I'm really proud to have been able to work with her. And, and, at, and, and when we launched the first, when we had the first gala, the first year we did it, neither one of us had any experience in event planning. I mean, and, you know, so here, here it is. We, we announced in February who our honorees are, and we have a gala in March that every year we get about, you know, in the neighborhood of 300 people. This year we had 385 people, and it's like 
one month from the time we announce who the honorees are that we have the gala. So it's like in one month we sell 385 tickets, plan this whole thing and raise all this money for charity and recognize all these amazing people in our community. And so I couldn't be more proud of my association with, with Deb, Deb Ein, and with Mickey Brandt uh, to make the thing happen. Yeah, I'd just like to add that Mr. Brandt and Deb are definitely two valuable people to have on your team. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, the, new, the, the newspaper uh, wouldn't be what it is without them. And um, certainly the Hometown Heroes Project wouldn't be what it is without them as well. Uh, there aren't any more questions, Mike, but we'd like to thank you for your continued honorable work throughout the community. Uh, Ahmed, I, I really appreciate it, man. I, I'm so passionate about this project. I love it. I'm so proud of it. And just to be able to get up here and, and, and to talk about it and spread the word about it, it means a lot to me. And I, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Mike. All right. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening to SNJ Today's podcast, South Jersey Stories. Find more local news at snjtoday.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. South Jersey Stories is hosted by Ahmed Graves-Eel. Interviews were conducted by Alyssa Gompa and produced by Kevin Howard with music by Jeff Schwachter.